Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Oh, I can feel you. Hallelujah. Wow, my, my, my. What a blessing. What an honor to be together once again in his presence. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We don't take it for granted. For this awesome privilege we have to be part of the living and to be in your very presence. Lord, we say have your way and let your will be done this morning. Above all, may we live here knowing that, Lord, you have spoken to us. You have touched us. You have healed us. You have restored our faith. Lord, there is nothing you cannot do. What is lacking in our lives? Lord, we lift our hands and we receive it from you. Touch our bodies. Heal our hearts. Restore the joy of our salvation. And above all, let your will be done. Let everyone under the sound of my voice receive an impartation. Receive a blessing. Let your grace fall on us like never before. We worship you, Lord. We adore you. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and let your will be done. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. It's been a long while since we met together in a church. Amen. I don't remember the last time I stood here. I think this is the first time this year. My God. It's a blessing. Amen. This is the first time I'm preaching here this year. So those I have not seen, I want to say Happy New Year. (laughs) Those I did not see uh, uh, last year, also Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy New Year. And very soon we will be celebrating our Easter. Amen. And how many know that the Easter we are going to is five days from now? with our prophet, our father, and our founder. is going to be fantastic. So every one of us, be ready. Be ready to be part, and your life will never be the same. Amen. I don't know, but I mean, the anointing upon our father is getting thicker. It's becoming stronger, sweeter. It's amazing. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's just like wine. The longer it takes the better it becomes. Somebody said, Pastor, how did you know? (laughs) Don't ask such questions in church. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hey, you know, that is why Samuel told the people, he is the one who advanced Moses and brought our fathers from Egypt. There has been Egypt. 
Yeah, so that is all I can say. So, hallelujah. Hello, my wife. Yeah, I can see, see you. <laughs> it's a blessing. I think my wife was born into church. She's not been to Egypt, so we, she doesn't understand some of these things. Amen. So, I remember the last time we were here, we were talking about 21 reasons why you must not be left behind. Is that not it? I don't know how it went. We did not end it. So I want to end it, summarize it. Then we can begin to work on another part from next month. Is that okay? Can I conclude it? Yeah, so this will be the ending. Because I believe we almost finished or we finished it. But let's let's, uh, be sure that we are not left behind. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm sharing with you why you should not be left behind or the conclusion portion of the 21 reasons why you must not be left behind after the rapture. Amen. Fantastic. So the song our sister was singing is a preaching. You know, our ministration is not only when we take the microphone and read it. No, through the song ministration, we are ministered unto. Okay? So, the last song really uh, comes home. Look at it from First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. If it's in your Bible, turn to First Corinthians chapter 15. All right. I'm preaching for a very short time according to my time and we'll be out of here. Verse number 50. If you read from verse number 50, the Bible says, and I read, it said, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither do corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, you know, Paul was talking and he said that, look, he's talking about about um, the kingdom of God and why we are serving God and what is going to happen. And the first statement he made over there is that the kingdom that we are going to enter into, going to heaven, we are not going to go with our physical bodies. Are you here? And it says that uh, we will not use corruptible bodies to inherit or enter into heaven or into the kingdom of God. Then the first thing will be the, how come? This is all we have known. Hello? Some of us, this is all we have known. This is, I mean, since you were born, that you came of age, all you have known is this, your physical body, your ears is here, your eyes is here. This is all you have known. So what else? If there's anything to me, then I would have, I want to know it before time. Then he begins to say, behold, I'm going to show you a mystery. What is a mystery? A mystery is something that is true, but very difficult to understand. Like the mystery of the missing bag. Your bag in your room gets missing. Are you getting it? You know you had a bag. You cannot find it. So it's a mystery. It's true that you had a bag. It's missing. Nobody has come to the room. Nobody says he has talking. It's a mystery. So Paul said, behold. Tell somebody, look. 
we are coming to see a mystery. Hallelujah. So he said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, or in other words, we are all not going to die, but we shall be changed. Amen. Continue. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Very important. 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The only place that your labor is not in vain is in the Lord. Already some people know the work you have done in the office is already in vain. Because the pay that they pay you, it doesn't do anything. So you are working in vain. You have worked for 10 years. There's nothing to show. You are not even fat for us to say that you have eaten the money. Are you getting it? You are not even like driving them instead of you have used the money that you work for to buy this car. You don't have your own house. You are still in a shack. Are you getting it? It's not like you are even dressing well. Then we will say that, oh, it's, it shows in what you are wearing. There's nothing. So you can already see that the work you are doing is in vain. It's like you are working to live. It's like you are working for your survivor. That shall never be your story. I said that shall never be your story. You shall work for something more than. I mean, if all you are doing, then think about it. When you cannot work, when strength goes down and you cannot go to work, what are you going to do? If all you are doing is to work so that you can afford something to eat every month. And some of us, that is how life is. All the things that we work for, even before the month ends, it is gone. It is money spent before you earn it. I have a message that I preach. The Esau generation. The Esau generation are the generation that wants to benefit from what they have not earned. They are the ones who like more what you cannot afford. Esau was hungry. And he needed to benefit from his birthright. But he said, what would the birthright do to me? Let me rather cash what I have. Give me what I have not earned. I have not worked for. So that this bet right and this it should go away. But that shall not be our story. Hallelujah. So please, whoever you are and whatever you are doing, make sure that whatever work you are doing, you also labor. Your labor in the Lord is the one that will not be in vain. Your labor, the prayers you have said for people, the visitation you have done for others. 
people you have won to Christ, the counseling you have done so that some marriages did not collapse, the people you interceded and prayed for, and because of that, they are still in church. We have some of our ladies in church, they actually took drugs. They wanted to commit suicide. Today, they are dancing stars and dancing and happily. Somebody who wanted to end it. I pray that your life will cause somebody to live a godly life. And marriage should not be broken because of you. Hallelujah. And this labor in the Lord will cause you to rise up to study the word of God in order for you to be able to help somebody. Amen. In the church, only prophet and spiritual people are able to help. Accountant cannot help. Nurses are useless. Architects are, are totally out. Engineers, doctors, lawyers, we are not helpful. In, it is only when you are spiritual or a prophet. That's what the Bible says. Paul said, if anybody is spiritual or prophet, let him say. Let him. So a prophet is somebody, in addition to reading the Bible, he has visions and dreams that augment what he reads. And a spiritual person, he doesn't have a vision. He doesn't have a dream. All he knows is, it's the Bible. The Bible says, he walks and works on the, the word of God. And most people, most spiritual people are even deeper than prophets. Yeah. It's better to be a spiritual person than just prophets. <laughs> Sometimes are deceived because you can see something that does not uh, agree with the Bible. But if you are a spiritual person, you will notice that what you have seen is in the Bible or it's not in the Bible. So when you are somebody who is not given to the reading of the Bible, you can make a lot of mistakes. Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm walking here, but I'm telling you, I'm talking about why you should not be left behind. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, I'm going to show you a mystery. We shall all not sleep. We are not all going to die. Some people are going to be raptured. And he says, this corruptible cannot Inherit the kingdom of God. The corruptible and the mortality are not going to work. But we will be changed. And he said, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trump, when the archangels shall sound, then something will happen. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you look at what is happening, you can see that the stage is being prepared for the Antichrist to take over. And before the Antichrist will take over, the rapture will have to happen. The reason why there is a grace on earth, Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 17, Bible says the law came by Moses, but the truth and the grace, it came by Jesus. So when the, 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 the church is raptured, grace will be no more. There will no more be grace. People are enjoying because of us. Yeah, that is what the Bible says. And when we continue reading, it talks about uh, our, the mortality, our immortality. Then it talks about all that. Are you there? Okay, 52. 
in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Okay. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. In other words, look, all he's trying to say is that there is going to be a better you. In order to inherit the kingdom of God, there is going to be a better you. And how do we know? Jesus speaks about it when you go further. He says that people say that how can we have a, a better body and all that. And he says that when you plant a seed, when you plant, the seed that you plant, what happens to it? It decomposes. Hmm? It rots, decays. But a new body, a new thing comes out of it. So if a seed can do like that, human beings, we can do better. And he goes on to explain it, that just as a seed. So this body, those who are dead, that are, uh, what do you call it, buried. When the rapture happens, Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 14, it said they will be the first. Those of us who are alive and remain, we cannot prevent those who are dead. They will be the first to be uh, caught up. Okay, they will be the first to raise and to be caught up to be heaven in the skies. And those of us who are alive and remain, we shall also. Hmm? But we will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, that you serve not, even as others which have no hope. Continue. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep or dead. Continue. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Are you there? So when would this time be? When is this going to be? Everybody wants to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Are you getting it? Yeah, everybody wants to. And the timing, when you read the Bible, you see the timing. In um, Daniel chapter 2, we read about the, uh, uh, the vision that Nebuchadnezzar had. And when he had this vision, he said he wanted the interpretation. And the people, the uh, astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the magicians, okay, the say they have deceived him for a long time. So this time around, they say, you will have to tell me the dream and its interpretation. Anytime I tell you my, my dream, you, you forge something and you tell me. So if you really know what it is, then tell me the dream and its interpretation. So verse number 10 of Daniel chapter 2. The astrologers say that there is no king that asks such a thing from a man. And the thing that you are asking, no man, it's impossible. Can you see it? The Chinese answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king. 
lord nor ruler that acts such thing as the magicians or astrologers or champions the next one and it is a rare thing that the king require required and there's none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh for this cause the king was angry and he said that if you don't explain it you are all going to you've been eating free for so many years so if you cannot explain you cannot tell me my dream and its interpretation you are going to be chopped into pieces you are going to die that is what caused daniel and his three friends to seek the lord and when you read from verse number 27 the dream or the vision was revealed unto him hallelujah so this um rapture or the coming of jesus christ that we are talking about when is it going to be when we read daniel chapter 2 verse number 27 is it in your bible okay it becomes very important because everybody wants to know what is it that is going to happen okay so verse 27 bible says daniel answered in the presence of the king and said the secret which the king has demanded cannot a wise man and the astrologers and the magicians and the soothsayers show unto the king but there is a god in heaven somebody say there is a god in heaven that reveals secrets may god reveal secrets to you i say may god reveal secrets to you and make it known to the king nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days thy dream and the vision of thy head upon the bed are this so he began to tell the king what the dream and the vision is and the summary of the dream and the vision should i tell you okay the summary of the dream and the vision is that he saw an image like a human being and the head of the image was gold but the the chest and the arm of the the chest and the arm was silver and the belly and the thigh okay of this image was brass and the leg of the image was iron but when it got to the foot of the image it was iron and clay mixed together and as he was looking as he was looking a stone was thrown without a hand and the stone smote or hit the feet and the whole structure the gold the uh, silver the bronze or the brass with the uh, iron everything was destroyed and that stone that hit the feet became a big mountain the mountain of the lord and daniel began to explain that this is what you saw and he said that the god is you the king so he spoke about the father the god was the babylonian kingdom at the time they said after you okay we are going to have the silver can you believe that through this we even know prize giving when people are first second third 
they, they learned it from the Bible. You see, gold, silver, and brass oh, is coming from here. Yeah, Olympus. So we see, and Daniel explained that after you will arise another kingdom. But like how uh, silver is inferior to gold, it will be lesser, in, but it will be two. Medes and the patience. Meditation together. Are you there? Okay. And after that will be another kingdom. That will come. That will be the brass. That will be the uh, Grecian kingdom. The empire. And after that will be another, I mean powerful, the Roman empire. That is the uh, iron. The Roman empire, they conquered. Upside down, the effect is seen. Then he says that after the Roman Empire, you can see from history that after the, uh, what do you call Nebuchadnezzar, his kingdom, came the, the, the Medes and the Persians, and after came the Alexander the Great, okay, the Grecian, and after that was the Roman Empire. That conquered. The Roman Empire was the iron. And he said after it, the feet, there will be iron and clay mixed together. That is why we see in the modern day, even today, the European Union, we, we have, I mean, uh, uh, Poland, you can see the, the, the softness of clay in the countries that we are talking about. And the strength of Italy, Germany, France, they are all there. So it is the iron and the clay that is mixed together. That is the feat. Hallelujah. Are you there? At first, people thought that it was the UN. At first, people thought that it was the UN. Then after the UN, they came the European Union. And even as we are talking, as we are talking, there are blocks. The world has been divided into ten blocks. But Daniel said that this is what is going to happen. So at the time that the feet, okay, the gold is the top, the silver, the brass, then the legs are iron. And after that, you can see that the European Union has the, 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 the what do you call, the Roman Empire still in it. You can see France is there, uh, Italy is there, uh, Germany is there. You can see all these people, the iron, the strength, and the power of iron is there. And we have, I mean, uh, the weaker countries who have also joined who Greece is dead, who are not as strong as you want Anion to be. And he said, it is at this time that the stone comes. So everyone who is a Bible student knows that any time from now, any time from now, a stone is going to be thrown. Are you there? A stone is going to be thrown and it will hit the feet and all the kingdoms will be shattered and from there, things are going to happen. Hallelujah. But today, as we end, I want to show you a very important indication of where we are also from the parables of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, we have seen this. We spoke about the vision of Daniel. We have read it also, uh, what the Bible says in Revelation. It talks about after the church, I saw this. We read all that. But I also want us to see what Jesus spoke 
about what is going to happen. And after that, we will close and go home. Amen. Hallelujah. How many want to understand what Jesus also said about the end and what time it will be? Yeah, in Matthew chapter 24, when you read from verse number 35, the Bible talks about it. What is going to happen? What is going to happen? But today I'm going to show you something wonderful and I believe it will stay forever with you and your life will not be the same. Amen. Okay. Are you in Matthew chapter 24? The verse number 35. Look at it. The Bible says, and I read. It said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of the day and the hour, no word, no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. You know, as Christians, when the apostles were with Jesus, they were interested in knowing when this time will be. So you cannot be a proper Christian and not be interested in when all this hassle in this world will be over. If you are a proper Christian, you will see that one of your main aims, it will be to work very well for the Lord and expect that this confusion that we are in will end so that we will be in a place where we will not pay water bill a place that the streets are going to be gold. I don't know whether we over there we are going to wear golden uh, chains because the street is made of gold. A place where there is no sun nor the moon, but the, the, the brightness of God himself will be our light. We shall dwell with him. A place where there is no death anymore longer. A place where there will not be pain. Where there will not be sorrow. Can you believe? No more depression. No more sadness. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that day. That I wouldn't have to pay electricity bill. There wouldn't be Wi-Fi connections that you have to. You wouldn't have to uh, pay any bond. There will not be banks and all these kind of things. It's human arrangement that came after the fall. When God created the world, there was no bank. There was no fridge. Everything was fresh on the tree. You have made your own fridge and it's bringing you all the uh, diseases that we are fighting. But a time is going to come. And very soon. It will not be long. We will be with the Lord. Hallelujah. May you be encouraged. I say, may you be encouraged. That is why we need to serve God and we need to serve him well. Amen. So Jesus spoke about it. He said, look, the time that this is going to happen, no one knows. Not even the angels of God, but it's only the father who knows it. But he begins to tell. Then he goes on to say, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What were in the days of Noah? Noah built an ark. He built a church. And he called people to come to church and to worship, but people were not coming. 
only people who felt that they were not important in society. Okay, and people looked down upon them. Came into the church. Animals and all these things came, but important people did not come. And Bible says that they were drinking, eating, getting married, and being given in marriage. And they did not know until Noah entered into the ark with his sons. And the flood came. That is what is going to happen. As people are embarking on their project, trying to travel, sometimes in the skies, in their flights, then the pilot will be raptured. The pilot will be raptured, then it will be left with the rest of the, the confusion and the commotion that will come. Because when it's on the road, all the Christians who are properly born again, Holy Spirit filled, whether you are running hmm, 120 or 100 or 40, when the rapture happens, it will be left with your dress. You will be gone. So, the car, I'm sure all cars need alignment. It will go off. Commotion, everything will be chaotic. But I pray that all of us will be raptured. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But what did Jesus say the time will be? Turn your Bibles with me. Uh, can, can we maybe we should continue? As the days of Noah were, so shall it be. So the two things that God has shown us, anytime he's about to do something, is the pattern. The pattern that God uses. In the case of Noah, he gave them time to come into the ark. And when they did not come, he, the, the, the flood came and it destroyed all those who did not come into the ark. Only those who were uh, foolish enough, if I should say, to believe Noah and to come into the ark, they were saved. Swimmers couldn't survive. <laughs> Fishermen, could they, uh, can you swim for 40 days and 40 nights? At a point, you have a muzzle pool somewhere and you have to die. So if you think about it, also in the case of Lot, when you read Bible, say it will also be like in the days of Lot. What happened? Lot, in fact, with Lot, the angels had to hold his hand and pull him out. If not, yeah, if not, he would have been bent together. He was too slow. He was looking at the things he, were, he was leaving behind. And even as they were going, the wife of Lot looked back. And the Bible says he be- she became a pillar of salt. You see, when we read this, it looks like it doesn't concern us. It concerns me and you. Some of us are in church now, but you are looking back. You are looking back. You look at your old boyfriend, your old girlfriend. You look at something, and you have become a pillar of salt. You are not going with the people who are escaping the fire. And you are also not in the world. You have, you, you have defined a middle line. You are sitting on the fence. You are not a qualified unbeliever. But you are also not a believing and practicing Christian. Somewhere in the middle. Between the porch and the altar. You are not at the altar and you are also not at the gate between the porch and the altar. Somewhere in the middle you will find me. 
you have believed. You used to speak in tongues, you know, but now the tongues doesn't come and you don't know whether you should be born again again or you don't know what. You are a pillar of salt somewhere. You need to change your condition. I'm talking about why you should not be left behind. Hallelujah. Are you here this morning? Oh, may we be raptured in the name of Jesus. I don't know. I'm preaching myself happy. This is the hope that we have. This is the hope that one day it will not matter whether somebody had a jet and you had a bicycle. Whether, whether he went for lunch in Paris and you could only afford Chisenyama, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Very soon, it will not matter. I said very soon, it will not matter. What will matter is whether Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And that is what I'm talking about. That we must not be left behind. Because when we are left behind, you cannot survive. And Jesus said it will be like in the days of Noah. It will be like in the days of Lot. That is what. He said in the days of Noah, they were drinking, eating, and there has not been a time that there's more drinks and alcohol, different things in getting married and and in the days of Lot, don't tell anybody, the thing that caused the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, even the word Sodomy, Sodomy is coming from there. When men were having men, and the Bible said that Lot had uh, children, had daughters who were married. But when the angels came, the daughters who were married were still virgins. If you, I mean, I'm not, I, I did not write the Bible. You should take your time and read the, the Bible. In fact, Lord said to the people, the men, when they saw that the angels had come to be with Lord, they said, look, we have seen some new people over here. Bring this man. And Lord said, no, not so. You cannot do this wickedness. You cannot. So the bargain that Lord was trying to strike with them. He said, I have daughters who are married, but they are still virgin. You can have them and leave these strangers alone. They said, no, we are interested in men. And, and, and the angels strike them with blindness. Hallelujah. And you see, that is what, I mean, that was the catalyst for the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And when you look at our time and our day, that is where we are. So if we are saying that any time now, something can happen, you need to understand. Hallelujah. Then we come to the story of the Good Samaritan. Luke chapter 10, verse number 30. As let's, we can end with that one. Luke chapter 10, verse number 30. Are you there? I like it too. Oh, Masoteli Mahuta. Thank you, Jesus. Take us deeper, Lord. Revelation in the name of Jesus. Are you there? Luke chapter 10, I'm reading from verse number 30. Bible says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. 
Are you there? And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he saw, when he was at the place, sorry, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, are you there? A certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound him up, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence. Are you there? Verse number 40, uh, 35. He took out how many pence? How many pence? Two pence. And gave them to the hosts and said unto the host, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will return, I will repay thee. Sorry. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy. On him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Hallelujah. So, the, you know, all the miracles and the parables that uh, Jesus told had a deeper meaning. So, the story of mankind, the story of mankind is told in the parable or in this story of the Good Samaritan. Hallelujah. Now, Bible says that a certain man went down. May you never go down. Now, Jerusalem depicts the place that God has put you. Okay? And he went down from where God has placed him. Anytime you live where God has placed you, you are going down. Even if you are climbing steps, you are going down. Anytime you live where God has planted you, you can never go up. God knows the specific place that you need to be. So Bible said that he left Jerusalem and went down to Jericho and he fell among thieves. And the thieves, what? Wounded him and stripped him of his raiment. Hallelujah. And this story is talking about Adam. It's it's the story of mankind. Adam is the depiction of of the man that left where God, Jerusalem, okay, going down. And the Bible says, the Bible says that when he fell among thieves and were wounded, when Satan, okay, when Satan came into the garden and robbed Adam and Eve, he left them half dead. We were left half dead. So when you read, we were left half dead. And half dead over there, that is why the prophet and the priest, they tried. They looked, they couldn't help man. They could not. The priests, we did so many things, they could not help man. The Levites, they could not help man. Then a Samaritan comes. Hallelujah. Now the Samaritan is Jesus Christ. Who is a Samaritan? 
In the Bible, a Samaritan has a mother to be a Jew and a father should be a stranger. And Jesus Christ is the one whose mother is a Jewish root with an unknown father. So he's talking about Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ can help us. We were left half dead. You know, that Bible, Jesus, God told man that the day you shall eat of this tree, you will surely die. Man was dead but still alive. That is what the Bible said that left him half dead. We were dead but still alive. Man has died but still alive. Man was dead but still alive. The prophets and the priests and all could not help. It has to take a good Samaritan, a certain man, a certain man whose mother is a Jewish truth, whose father we don't know. That is why when Jesus met the Samaritan, he said that the Jews had no dealing with the Samaritan because the, the Samaritans were misbreathed. They were, were, were half castes. They were half and half. They were half and half. And Jesus is a half caste. Half Jewish, half something. Half something that we don't know what it is. Hallelujah. And it is only the good Samaritan talking about when this rapture is going to happen. And the Bible says, the Samaritan took him onto his own beast and brought him into an inn. We are brought into an inn, into a church, into a church. We are in the inn to be taken care of. He said he put him on his own beast. Without the blood of Jesus... Without the grace that comes from Jesus, you cannot get into the inn. You come into the inn by the means of the grace of God that comes through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you here? So he's talking about that parable. He's talking about uh, uh, the story of mankind. How God, through Jesus, even though the priest and the Levite couldn't help, but the Samaritan, the good Samaritan comes and helps. And he says that he takes him to an inn. He pours in the wine and he pours in the oil. Hallelujah. But that is not the end. And he said that let the innkeeper take care of him. And what did he give him? He gave him two pence. What is the two pence? The two pence is what you need to understand. The two pence is two days wages. The two pence is two days wages. So, Jesus brought the, the, the man, the mankind, into the inn to be taken care for two days. The, look at it. He said, and two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay. In other words, I'm returning after two days. So, if I have not returned and something happens... I'm going to repay. When you go to Matthew chapter 20, verse number 2, look at it. Look at Matthew chapter 20, verse number 2. Bible says, And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. A penny or one penny is the wage for one day. And Bible says in uh, Second Peter chapter 3, that a day is like thousand years, and thousand years is like a day. 
So when we have been paid for two pence to take care of two days, after two days, Jesus will return. He says, I'm going to return. He gave him two pence. After two days, he will return. And it's been, if you know, if you know your Bible, you know that after the death and ascension of Jesus Christ, it's been 2,000. Yeah. And everybody is expecting. When did he depart? He departed A.D. 33. A.D. 33. That is when Jesus ascended and went. And when you are going to come from there, for two days journey. That is why everyone must be alert. Yeah. 2033 will be exactly two days. If Jesus delays, he says, if I delay, after two days, I will return. After two days, he will return. We cannot tell with our lives. But the master says, I'm coming after two days. After two days, he's coming. After two days, I don't know what it means to you. Yes, I pray that he, he, he will, I mean, I don't know whether you should delay or, he said, if whatsoever thou spendeth more when I come, take care of him and whatsoever he spendeth more. So, in other words, listen to me. If somebody has given you, um, what do you call it, payment for two days, that is what he wants you to work for. That's why he said that, look, this is exactly what I am trying to do. But you take it. If after the two days I'm not around, when I come, I will return again. And he's talking about Jesus is the one talking. He's gone. He will come again after the two days. After we have worked. And it's been 2,021 years. That is two days. We are, we are here to be the two days. Because the, the ascension, the departure of Jesus was AD 33. AD 33. So very soon, the two days will be up. I don't know. Look, look at Second uh, Peter chapter 3. I'm trying. Second Peter chapter 3. If it's in your Bible, let's read it quickly and we'll be out of here. Second Peter chapter 3. Bible says, I read from verse number one. It said, this is my second letter to you, dear friends. NLT, this is what it says. In both of them, okay, in, and in both of them, I have tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember what the Holy Prophet said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Most importantly, I want you to remind you, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? People will ask, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. Verse 5, they deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago 
by the word of his command. And he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. Seven. And by the same word, the present heavens and the earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept by the day of judgment. Can you see? They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friend. A day is like thousand years to the Lord and thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. As some people think, No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but want everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Are you there? Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live. Hallelujah. Looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire, and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth he has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. Hallelujah. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, how many are waiting for these things to happen? While we are waiting for these things to happen, Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him. Speaking of these things in all of his letters. Some of his comments are hard to understand. Even Peter says Paul's comments are hard to understand. (laughs) And those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with the other part of scripture. And this will result in their destruction. Hallelujah. Are you there? Peter's final word. You already know these things, dear friends. So be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of those wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
a day. Our Lord is not slack. The King James says, God is not slack concerning his promise. But he will that all men shall come into the saving knowledge. Hallelujah. Amen. A day before the Lord is like thousand years and thousand years. And Jesus paid two pence to the innkeeper. Hallelujah. That means, that is why after, after the rapture, the church, I mean, you, you, when you pray, it, it, it doesn't work. After the rapture, the grace is gone, the payment. So listen to me. Anyone here, when you join yourself to the work of God, you will receive that part of the one pence for a year. You will receive something out of it. God will reward you adequately. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. We see in Revelation. We see in Daniel. We see it in the case of Noah. We see the, the part in the case of Lot. And we can infer it also from the uh, story of Jesus himself. What other proof do you need in order to be steadfast? And Paul writes, he said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. May you labor. May you find some time. I pray that at least 12 people will depend on you to go to heaven. I pray that at least 100 people will be in heaven because of you. May 1,000 people be in heaven because of you. May million people be in heaven because of you. Soon and very soon, it will not matter where you went to school, your bank account, your shoes. It will not matter. What will matter is either your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. I encourage you this afternoon, my brother. I encourage you this afternoon, my sister. Yes, we are going through different things. But I can also tell you that the promises of God are near. They are yea and amen. Very soon, everything will not matter. What will matter is whether we will live again. It will, it will be either heaven or hell. And I want to encourage you this uh, afternoon that take a decision take a decision and join yourself with what God is doing. Be part of the church. Do something. You are a student. Yes. Go to school and do whatever you are doing. This is the reason why we say God first. In other words, no matter what you are doing, God must be first prime priority in your life. Hallelujah. Because some of us, before our ambitions will be fulfilled, the rapture may have happened. There are people who did not know that today they will not be around. They have projects, they have business, but coronavirus has cleared all of them. You know, we don't own our lives, and we don't know what the, 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 the days ahead is going to bring. What we have is today. And Bible says, if you hear my voice, harden up your heart. Who am I talking to this afternoon? Maybe you've been a Christian. But you have said to yourself, there's time. I can go on, play the fool, and just misbehave. Be a pillar of salt, between and betwixt. I, I am not a Christian, and I am also not an unbeliever. I mean, we, we have defined. I have never seen darkness and light mixed before. You have brought a strange phenomenon 
darkness and light is able to mix in you. You are light and darkness at the same time. It's, it's something that we cannot. Anytime there's darkness, there's no light. When light comes, darkness goes away. Where is this darkness in our life? Why haven't we been shining? Today, make that decision. And I encourage you, may the Lord help us. May the Lord help us to take a decision for Christ. Yes, will it be painful? It will be painful. You may have to forego a lot of things, but I can tell you something. That there is nothing that God will let you go through that he's not prepared you for. There's no temptation that has taken us, but such as is common to all men. And even with the temptation, you will make a way of escape. You can live a godly life. You can live a pure life. You can be a true Christian. You can be a practicing believer. You don't need to live a lie. You don't need to be a hypocrite. Surrender your life. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He will come again. He intends for us to be kept by the innkeeper. And after two days, he will come for us. After two days. And some of us, we are already with the innkeeper. Allow yourself to be taken care of. If you could take care of yourself, he would have left you alone. But the Bible says he left you. You cannot be here and say you, don't, you want to worship. Uh, you, you want Jesus direct. When he has taken you to an innkeeper, what Bible do you read? And you see people in the name of spirituality. And they are not spiritual today. They say, oh, what is important is serving God. If you, if the, 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 the man who fell, who was half dead, could, could maintain fellowship with Jesus, Jesus wouldn't have taken him to the innkeeper. He took him to the inn because that is what is necessary. Nobody should sit in the house and say that uh, I belong to Jesus. I don't need a church. No. 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 It's a deception. Come to the inn. Come to the inn. You cannot say, yeah, you believe in Noah and you stay outside the ark. It doesn't work. You cannot say to Lord, I believe in what you are saying, but I'm not going out of Sodom and Gomorrah. You'll be bent with all those who will be left there. The inn is where God wants you to be saved. Inside the ark is where you will be delivered. Coming out of Sodom and Gomorrah is what will save our lives. I don't know who I'm talking to, but this afternoon, I pray that God will touch your hearts. I pray that God will minister to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Bow your head and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, stand to your feet, if you will, as we close. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We pray, oh God, and we ask for your grace and your mercies. Somebody speak to him, the Lord help me to lead a pure and godly life. I don't want to be a pillar of salt. Oh yes, as you brought me to the inn, may I be kept, oh yes, according to your word, that when you come again, I will be raptured in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, behold everyone under the sound of my voice. In your homes, the Lord is reaching out to you. 
on your tablets, on your iPhones, whatever you are using, may the Lord touch you. May he touch your hearts. May you surround her unto him. Yes, you are a Christian. Yes, you believe in God, but you have not lived as though the, the, the coming of the Lord is imminent and is, I'm just at the gate. You have thought that we have the time to go about our life the way we want. No, no. I encourage you to be steadfast and to work for the Lord and to secure yourself. Oh, yes, and to live pure and godly life. Father, we thank you. We bless you. May our lives not be the same. In the name. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.